Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast, brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. We are, eh, we're kind of diving deep today. <laughs> I was about to say, we are diving deep. We're going to dive deep uh, with my little platform dilemma. Um, I just want to do a quick update with you guys, but let me tell you. So today is episode 119. What? I know, huh? Um, and bear with me. I, I really hope that, let me fix some mic a smidgey here. Um Sorry, uh, bear with me. I have had some dental work done recently. So my mouth is still kind of sore. And every now and then I'll say something and I feel like I, your mouth makes a weird noise or something. <clears throat> Excuse me. So just bear with me. And I don't know if I'm getting a cold or it's just the change in the weather. Because finally, finally, it's almost November and fall has decided to uh, come to Northern California. We have rain and cooler temperatures. Like one of my clients uh, in Baltimore is like, I think it's so funny that you get so excited when it rains. I'm like, I know, because when you have crazy water bills or you get penalized because you're using water too much, (laughs) welcome to California. Anyways, so some updates. Let's see. Gosh, I'm trying to think what uh, has gone on since the last solo show. Uh, Life is actually pretty good, pretty settled in the house. So that's all good. I have kind of dare I say, been a content machine this week. So you guys know that I am, uh, I've talked to you about this daily email. And I promise not to go on another Ben Settle rant, although I need to have him on this show. Um, But you guys, this stuff is working. (laughs) I'm just, you know, there's something fascinating. And this is where the whole human nature and persuasion and all this psychological stuff that you know, that comes into play when you have an online business, like all this comes into play when, when you start seeing results, like I've said before, and this again is in the emails, I'm sorry, if you guys are, you know, uh, reading and listening, but that this stuff is so not sexy until it is, right? Like, let's see, March of 2017, this coming March will be nine years for me. And I'm like, huh, should I be further along? I don't really do a lot of that anymore. But everything that I'm implementing and getting massive results for right now has all been stuff I've known and I've heard about, you guys. So a couple of the stats and stuff, you know, if you want to get into like my bounce rate has dropped like 30%. And I was telling a friend that the other day and she's like, well, yeah, but you know, is it putting money in your pocket? I'm like, it's going to, (laughs) like it is, like my affiliate sales are going up, but right now there's not really a way to purchase anything for me on my site. I've told you guys I'm flipping the new theme. So depending on when you listen to this, um, by today, I'm actually recording this the day before it's going to go live is the 27th of October. It will be live by Monday, the 31st Halloween, maybe sooner, we'll see. Um, But I've got this really clear direction that I'm going in. It's kind of taken me a while to get there. No judgment on that. Um, But All of that ties in with the consistency with which I have been creating content. I believe, 
I have to go double check. I think I've published almost every day this week, and I will be publishing every day this week. And part of that, one was an original post, and then I did an email. Three were emails that I published as posts, and then one is the podcast episode. You guys, there was a time when I was like, I was lucky if I got two or three posts published a month, maybe, or emailed twice a month was like, look at me go. So yeah, I'm, I'm seeing results. And I'm floored at how everything is shifting. I'm floored at the the two things. Besides like, you know, I look forward to being able to share the increase in income because that's coming, you guys. It's just, I am doing this strategically. And more than anything, I published a post a couple of weeks and I'll link to it in the show notes on the 30 minutes a day habit that's changed my business and my life. And it really is this email thing because sometimes I get it out in the morning and then there are times where it's a little bit later, but it's like, it's, I feel this need to do it. And there's, there's something about saying I'm going to do something. And this is just for myself, you guys. There's nobody holding me accountable to this. Although John Perez and I will keep each other accountable. Like if he gets my email, then he'll get one out and vice versa. So that's kind of fun. Um, but really, it's like I've proven something to myself. And sorry if that P was very poppy. <laughs> uh, but I've proven something to myself. And I have gone from this, like, you know, <laughs> go back to, I was pops in my head. Bear with me to you guys. It's almost six o'clock. My day has been kind of long. It's been one of those crazy weeks where I've just had way too many appointments, like scheduled calls and appointments out of the house. Well, yeah, I know, poor me. But whenever I think of that, I always think of a quote from the breakfast club, totally dating myself, but it's it's um, Emilio Estevez's character. And he's like, he's talking about how his father was pushing him for sports. And he's like, you got to be number one. We don't tolerate this loser. Wait, no, let me say it again. You got to be number one. We don't tolerate any losers in this family. Your intensity is for shit. Win, win, win. Right? That's the energy that I don't have anymore. I'm like, you know what? I can do small things consistently. And it blows my mind. So this simple habit for me of of doing this daily email, and now it's like, I've kind of got a system down. So I do the email, then I publish the post, then I put it into co-schedule and queue it to go out. And it's like, huh, this is really working. <laughs> Crazy thing about publishing content, it works. Okay, way side sarcasm. All right. Today's episode, I was just kind of catching up with you guys. I'm, I'm just, I'm really having a ton of fun with it. I appreciate everybody who has responded to my emails, commented on the posts. I'm getting, you know, 75% more comments. I'm not saying I'm getting a ton, but the sh- everything is increasing, you guys. All of that is good, right? So this, again, remember, this is the marathon strategy. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today. So platform dilemmas which ones I've tried, and the trending lack of responsibility. (laughs) You know that the trending lack of responsibility has been saved until the end, (laughs) because it might be a wee bit ranty. All right, so the platform dilemmas. I don't know. I don't know if this is a distraction or a real issue that I need to solve. Well, it's it's probably a little bit of both. So let me back this up and give you guys a little bit of the why behind my so-called dilemma. So, I've done my fair share of setting up membership sites with WordPress plugins. I've used quite a few, you know, at one time or another, I tend to go back to wishlist because I have a developer's license for it. And I mean, that's probably not the best reason, but I, you know, I have the license. 
I know how to use it. It's like, nah, I don't have to, you know, learn something new again. Even though it probably seems like I'm constantly playing with new technology, which I, I play with it. I can't say that I dive super deep. Um, but for practical purposes, I stick with wishlist. So last December, like much of the rest of the online world, you know, I'm, I'm being a little bit, I'm exaggerating a smidge. I was anticipating the release of new Kajabi. And for those of you who are not familiar with new Kajabi, Kajabi, and it's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. Kajabi is sort of um, this all-in-one platform, right? So you can set up memberships, you can set up continuity programs, you could simply set up a store, um, they've got landing pages. And when they launched, they didn't have landing pages, they had a, and I don't remember what it's called now, uh, but the company had a separate landing page company. So that's all integrated. Um, and it's got Wistia built in so you can pull in your videos. And I was excited about it because I am tired <laughs> of piecing stuff together, right? So, you know, when you think about it, like I have, I had a WordPress, it's just WP Chick members, really not exciting, but that's where I put all that Genesis stuff that I did a couple years ago. And then, of course, I had an issue with that. And I, anyways, we're not going to go sideways. Um, but if you stop to think about it, you know, it's like once you get the website sorted, then you add all your content, then you set up the membership plugin, you have to set up your payment gateway, connect it to your autoresponder, create your landing pages. You know, that kind of makes me weary. And I know how to do all that stuff. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I got stuck where I was like, I don't know how to integrate or connect these pieces. I don't, I can't say that I enjoy that, by the way. If you hear any weird noises, the dogs are hanging out with me. Um, you know, so there's a lot to connect. So I jumped in with both feet uh, in terms of purchasing new Kajabi. Now, mind you, you had to pay for the year. So at the time, it's more expensive now. Um, but I got like a founder's price of like $9.95. And it kind of kept going up because a friend of mine got in for like $12.95, which is fun because that annual payment's going to come up in December. Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> it's just when I, I got it because I was setting up this new Just Show Up community, which is now defunct, um, because I realized I've learned a lot about myself. My, you know, the whole thing with the house and making the decision to move. And, and, and I talked about this a lot on the show earlier this year, just about hitting a wall. And I was just tired. Um, I had some amazing experiences in 2015 with the mastermind and just have had to step back and find out what I want, like what works for me, right? And so part of that is that um, with the way I was setting up that that platform, that that platform, this is why Kim doesn't record at six o'clock at night, um, why I was sitting at the platform was that I was going to do a live training every month. You know what, you guys, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I really, I, I don't. I don't want to do how to do WordPress stuff every month. I like creating content that drives stuff. And then I can work with people individually, or I can create a product around it. Um, and I love the recurring revenue model. And John and I are working on that with the podcast, which is now hustle free used to be freedom papers. That's for another show. Um, but anyways, back to Kajabi. That was my initial this is why I'm doing this, right? So it was going okay. Like it wasn't, I'm like, okay, I can, I can work through this. And I'll tell you this, Kajabi is a beautiful platform. For some reason, there was just um, a disconnect, if that makes sense. Like I never, 
I never wanted to log in and use it. <laughs> I know that sounds so goofy, but it's like, it, it wasn't as intuitive as I wanted it to be. Um, and I, I'm not going to hire someone to do it because I can. And I'm not saying, like, I'm a big proponent of, of building the right team and getting help. But I just went through scaling back a team. So I'm not looking at jumping into that, right? And again, the fact is, this is stuff that I can do and isn't going to, you know, take me a week to do. I just need to go do it. Um, But for some reason, it's like I just didn't want to log in, even though... Okay, so let me back up. So I do have... I had moved my WordPress Genesis for Beginners course in there, but there's three levels of that product. There's the book and the ebook, then there's the book, the ebook and the videos. And then there's those two things plus some bonus, right? So there's the book, the videos and the um, what did I call that package? And it like the full package, I think it's just what I called it. Ooh, great copy words. Um, The full package. And so they each have to go in as individual products. But it's like, then I needed to duplicate moving like I had to duplicate the product of the book three times. So I was just like, oh, God, whatever. And of course, people now are asking me about that recently. And it's like, damn it. I even went to the point of um, moving the Selling with WordPress course that John Perez, Perez and I, I, I can't even say his name, you guys. I talk to him every day. You're in for a fun ride tonight. Uh, so I moved that. And originally, God, what did we, we, we use ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels has a membership platform too. And I'm going to talk about uh, the different things that I've used. But somebody was having trouble logging into ClickFunnels. And it's like, when the basic things aren't like, I don't want to go 12 levels deep to get one friggin' piece of content in. I digress. Um, But here's the thing. So I moved those in there. And now even my Thrive Optin Funnel course is in new Kajabi. Of course, I've redone the videos since. But what is the deal, Kim? Like, why why haven't I promoted these things? Why aren't I selling them? First of all, Genesis just needs to be updated. And I have thought about just giving that away. Um, so we've got that. Selling with WordPress. I don't think anything is outdated there. This, of course, is a challenge. Anytime you have a product based on technology training, it gets outdated way too quick, right? That's another conversation also. But, you know, the why of, but why don't I do it? Why didn't I sell it? Why didn't I promote it? That's the million dollar question, isn't it? You know, before I get into the mindset piece of this, though, uh, I want to share with you guys the platforms and options that I've looked at and tested. So I already mentioned Wishlist, um, and I mentioned ClickFunnels, and I still have ClickFunnels, you guys. And it's funny, because I've been having this conversation with my friend She's like, I just don't like it that much. And and I, it's kind of like my thing with Kajabi. Although Kajabi looks really pretty. I, I will say I love the, the UI and all that stuff. Um, and I actually like ClickFunnels too. I think it, but I've had a couple weird glitchy things with ClickFunnels here and there. And it's like, ugh, this is just more work than I want it to be. Although it is easy to use. And I'm going to be testing a free plus shipping offer. So I'm, I'm which is why I still have my ClickFunnels account. So Wishlist, ClickFunnels, I have tried a handful of other WordPress membership plugins, Paid Member Pro, Restrict Content Pro, WPE Member, S2 Membership, iThemes Exchange, Ultimate Membership Pro. I think I'm missing something else. There was something that I bought from Code Canyon. 
I'm sure I have at least one or two JVZoo membership options that I've never dealt with. Um, <clears throat> I mentioned recently in an email and a post that I've tested Teachery. Teachery, um, I just, I, I literally found this like two weeks ago, you guys. And the funny thing, this, this is me. The funny thing is I, I actually found it like a year ago <laughs> um, and it was free. And it, I think there is still like a free level. But I jumped back into Teachery because I had purchased an AppSumo course. And the course was in Teachery. And I was like, oh, I really like the way this looks. And then I realized, wait a minute, you already have an account here. And so the cool thing is, is that if you have a Teachery account of your own, any courses you buy that are also also sold through Teachery appear in your dashboard. So it's like a one-stop shop which is Kajabi as well, I believe. <clears throat> Excuse me. Goodness. I have water here. It's just not even to be working. Um, then a friend mentioned Thinkific, and that's the word think, T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C. So I just found this and looking at and and just started looking at it. I haven't put any courses right over. I will tell you that I got the Thrive Opt-in Funnel into Teachery in like 30 minutes. And then I was like, oh, I need to update these videos. But I got it in there. Text, buttons, videos, everything. I got it in there. Because I already had, keep in mind, I had all my videos already in Wistia. All that was done. Um, and then, of course, I have used Teachable. And Teachable used to be called something else. And for the life of me, I can't remember its name. Um, the problem with Teachable are there's kind of fees on fees. Thinkific has a monthly fee and then a 5% transaction fee. Teachable has a monthly fee, a transaction fee, and then a percentage fee. It's it's kind of weird unless you go to the $99 level. And if, if I do that, I'm like, well, Kajabi is cheaper. <laughs> and then I started thinking, take away the $300 a month, I mean, excuse me, a year that I spend on my personal Wistia account, because Kajabi comes with its own Wistia account, right? So... I don't know. I, I'm I'm really sort of and and I keep here's the here's the thing, you guys, is I keep talking about this stuff, right? And I I'm sharing it in my um, sharing it in the emails, sharing it on the blog post. So then, here's the interesting thing about these emails as content, right, being turned into blog posts. So I have written about this, like my decision that I have made the decision not to renew Kajabi in December. So then, let me see if I can pull this up while I'm doing this. I get an email today from John at Kajabi. (laughs) And it says, um, he says, I'd love to connect with you for a call to understand your decision to not renew with Kajabi and any feedback you have. We'd love to keep you if it's still a possibility. Just let me know a few times to chat. And I was like, huh. Thanks for getting in touch. I'm still waffling, so I'd love to chat. So we have a call uh, tomorrow at 2.30. So first of all, um, I just have to say not too shabby on the customer service side of things, if I do say so myself. You know, and when it comes to customer service, here's my two cents. Take it for what it's worth. <laughs> Nothing, anything, whatever. You can always find somebody who has had a crappy experience with a company And you can always find somebody who's had an amazing experience with that same company. Okay, well, most of the time, just play along with me, okay? So it's kind of like cars, you know, like um, my husband 
um, worked for Ford Motor Company, and that was actually, he was in a Ford and he died, and I'm not a fan of Ford, clearly. Um, but you, if you've not heard the acronym, um, Ford is Fix or Repair Daily, right? So you'll probably have plenty of people that would never touch a Ford with a 10-foot pole. And then you could find somebody else that will only drive Fords because they've been such wonderful family cars. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you can always, you can, it, it's just, <laughs> you can find a pro and a con no matter how you look at it, Right. And the thing is, anytime you have people involved, you're going to get a variety of experiences and opinions. So it's really something you have to decide for yourself. So here's what I'm going to do before my call with Kajabi. So first, excuse me, I got to take a sip of water and see if I can stop making crazy weird noises at you guys. Ah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's, it's totally, this is, this is not a struggle for me. I love doing this, but it's like (laughs) my bed is calling me not because I'm that tired because it's rainy and cozy and I want some hot cocoa. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is I want to go through all of their latest updates because they're kind of kicking ass with updates. You guys like one or two a week with feature requests and all this stuff. And I know they worked like three years to get this out. So I'm going to go through the updates. I'm going to do my own little pros and cons list, right? And then I want to go through the blog and I want to look at the content and and what's been happening. And I am a member of this uh, new Kajabi. It's a Facebook group. There's like 4,000 people in there. Um, And there are a ton of people that are killing it with Kajabi. I'll just say that. But either way, I'm going to do my due diligence. Like, I don't want to just be like, I'm damn it. You know, and it's like, hey, here's a better idea. Sell something with it. (laughs) Pay for it. Um, That's totally geared at myself, you guys. Um, You know, just because I don't want to get on this call tomorrow and say, I don't know what the issue is. (laughs) You know, ideally, if they can connect the points of disconnect for me, then boom, right? Because really, I've already got stuff in there. I've got the account. It's linked. It's just, it would be really easy. But I do want to make sure that I'm using it. And it was funny when, when I realized, because the other platform that, that probably looks most similar is Thinkific. So Tea Tree, like I said, it's really easy. They de- It could use some improvements, I think, from the visual perspective. Um, but I was looking at Thinkific, which is $49 a month and a 5% transaction fee. And so I'm like, all right, that's 600 bucks a month. And I was like, well, if we take away the Wistia fee <laughs> that I'm paying, and you know, so it's like Kajabi is around the same price. I'm just paying for it at once. Um, not to mention, when I started doing this, I was like, okay, I already have content in there, saving $300. There's an affiliate program, so I can have my own affiliate program through there. It's already linked to my autoresponder. Um, I use Active Campaign. And, you know, what's weird is a few of the options that I had mentioned don't, like Thinkific and Teachery, don't work with Active Campaign. I'm like, they're pretty big now, I think. I mean, I know they're not Infusionsoft or AWeber, MailChimp, but like I look at like ConvertKit and Drip, those guys are hustling to make sure they work with everybody that they're connected with, right? So, and I think Active Campaign is getting there. It's just a matter of the companies that I'm interested. Anyways, so I would have to use Zapier, which I don't even know if it's a paid Zap or not, but six of one. Uh, Kajabi works with Active Campaign. It's done. So I feel like, <laughs> as I was writing this out, I was like, you're kind of 
making your own case to stick with it, right? And I've even gone so far as to, I've got a friend coming down next Friday, and we're going to spend the day just getting Kajabi taken care of. Like, again, I've, I've got stuff set up, but just going through that process. So I will give you guys an update in a couple of weeks with where I land. And that includes, you know, how my conversation goes tomorrow. Um, and it, I just, I was even impressed just the email was like, hey, I saw your post. We'd, I'd love to talk to you about this. Like, what's up? You know, it wasn't like a pitch. It just isn't. And, and we'll see. I, my, my gut says the call's not going to be a pitch either. I mean, obviously, they want to keep customer. But um, I don't know. I, it, that was kind of cool. So um, I do need to make this decision. Because like I said, I've got the Thrive Optin Funnel course. And as I flip the new theme on my site, uh, take it live. I don't know what you call I always say flipping the theme. I don't know where that came from. Uh, hashtag Kim speak. But uh, so yeah, like, I, I just I'm ready to go in this new direction. I'm tired of spending time looking at stuff. I'm tired of digging into new platforms. It's like for the love, like I really want simplicity. That's my whole life mission now. So I'll let you guys know uh, in a couple weeks where I land. All right, so let me just double check where we're at on time. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the trending lack of responsibility. The trending, I don't, yeah, I guess that's right. It was like, I, I, I'm sitting here, ever say something and you read it and it's like, I don't know, um, the trend of the lack of responsibility? I don't know. But we're going to say the trending lack of responsibility. So bear with me because there's something, um, there's, I don't know if there's something, but what is it? Let me ask you this. What is it with the internet that makes people think they're not responsible for themselves? Is it, you know, it's kind of like that idea where people hide behind, they can very easily hide behind emails. They can hide behind this. Like, here's a quick little side story. My daughter recently decided she wanted to sell her car and I didn't want her to, it's her car and um, it's paid for. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, and I think part, there was a couple things. She lives in San Francisco. I mean, her car's not huge. It's a Jetta, you guys, but it was brand new. It's a 2013. It's only got 30,000 miles on it. And uh, she's in San Francisco and they, her and her boyfriend are sharing a car because parking is horrible. They're not on campus. And I think she thought she could sell it, get a little cash out of it and then get like a mini or, or a Fiat or something, right? Which are cute. But the problem is there was no way she was going to get... There was no way she was going to get um, a similar car of value. Okay, guys, just a quick little side note. I had to pause and take care of something really quick. Um, but the point being, I was like, you're going to end up with an older car with more miles. And it was like, oh, goodness. Anyways, I, you know, my she's almost 20. I, I'm not one of those people that's like, do what I tell you to do. You know, sometimes we have to learn through doing it's a long story. But either way, <laughs> I'm actually I was the one selling the car. I had parked it for her. She had put it on Craigslist, we had signed stuff. Somebody wants to come test drive it. Turns out the people that have decided then to buy the car after we've negotiated all the stuff were parents of a friend she played soccer with and, and went to school with. Well, then she decides <laughs> she's home. What, like five days later, and, and I just had this feeling, you know, any parent out there, I'm sure you can relate to this, but where you kind of think, I don't know that they really want to do this. There's something else here. 
Anyway, so I just asked her, I'm like, are you sure you want to sell your car? She's like, no. <laughs> Anyways, we talked through it. And I said, that's great. I said, but here's the deal, hon. I said, you need to call them and talk to them. Like, don't just text them. Oh, I decided to keep my car. Because that's the other thing, right? With te- technology today, it's so easy to just shoot a quick email or just, I'm like, give them the consideration of a phone call and just say, you know what? I have really weighed my options. Just be honest. It's You get to change your mind. But you're responsible for this decision, and it's it's common courtesy to call these people. I'm not doing it for you. It's your car. You listed it, you know. Anyway, so I don't know what it is with the internet that that Pete, there's, um, I don't know, and maybe you guys, I'm totally grasping at straws, and maybe it's not that it's um, the internet, and it's just a sign of the times. I don't know. And I choose not to be that negative, really. But... Is it that people see things online, you know, like the promises of riches in 30 days? Like, <laughs> and I keep referencing my friend that I'm talking to, but she's got a similar business, similar space. And she had done some screenshots of Facebook ads. And, it, you know, the webinar that made $1,742,364.12 and only six weeks. First of all, like, because you got crazy specific to the penny, do we really believe that number one? And, not, and I will tell you those numbers people make that kind of money online. I do know that because I've been around them. Um, But when you start seeing ad after ad after ad, you start getting hopeful. And the thing is, this is where the understanding of persuasion and psychology and, and pain points and stuff, right? Now, flip that because you may have somebody telling you that that's manipulative, that's that's false advertising, all this kind of stuff. Well, I'm sure some of it is, but I think a lot of it isn't. Here's the problem. You know, a lot of people, and I've, I've got two very specific stories to share with you that she shared with me, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't feel like digging up our Skype conversation, um, but people will buy something specific, a, a Facebook advertising course. They're going to buy a, a course on webinars. They buy um, you know, Instagram domination, Nathan Chan, great course. He's done phenomenal. So you buy one of these specific tactics that does not create a business. That makes sense. Okay. So in the last week, you guys, this is why I was like, I want to talk about this because in the last week, I've got like three specific examples to share with you. Now, the first one was in a, and again, I apologize to anybody who was on my list because I did talk about this. Um, And if you're not, you really should be because this email thing is kind of fun. Anyways, so there was it was a private Facebook group, and it was um, for a course on webinars. And it was, um, I'm not gonna say an internet guru, but let's say it was, you know, a very well known internet marketer, uh, female and somebody in the, the private Facebook group, it was for the course on how to, you know, do well with webinars or whatever. Um, but said, let me give you marketers some pain points for your next sales copy. Okay, that's how she prefaced her message. And I'm going to go ahead and sort of do my own little <laughs> disclaimer. And that says, like, I, I know that frustration. <clears throat> Excuse me, like, I can feel her pain, because to get to that point, you're tired. But it was like, I'm tired of buying more software that then makes me buy another piece so that I can integrate this. And then I spend hours doing this. I'm tired of of buying more courses. I'm tired of setting pro- programs up. I'm tired of doing the homework. And after 10 weeks, I've got nothing to offer anybody. And so 
I thought, huh. Like my initial reaction, it was like, I I felt bad for her because I felt bad for this person because she's frustrated. She hit that wall, right? And it's like, oh, I've probably, and here's another one. I have, I'm sure, what was it? Something along the lines of, I've got thousands of dollars of reoccurring charges coming up from software I've been told I have to have or I have to buy. Well, you don't. You can hire a programmer. But, so my initial reaction was, I feel bad for this person. This kind of sucks. And then I stepped back and I thought, well, first of all, this is a course on webinars. So you probably needed to have a business prior to purchasing a course on webinars. But again, you guys, these people that sell these courses, this does not mean that the the product of the course doesn't work. And it also doesn't mean that the person who bought it isn't doing the work. There are a lot of pieces to this puzzle that have to come together to be profitable. You know, so where else are you going to give your business 10 weeks to succeed? Where else? I mean, you know, I think I've shared here, you know, I had a physical retail scrapbook store way back in 1998. Well, you know, it probably took us three months just to get the store front, meaning we went to every scrapbook store. And this is way back when, right, guys, like, I can't believe that's almost, yikes, 20 years ago. (laughs) word Doyle's getting old. Um, But, you know, we traveled like went down to LA and my business partner and I and and looked at a couple stores there. We looked here, we had to start contacting vendors, then we had to start looking for a retail space. And then we had to meet with the property manager Then I had to do a business plan, blah, 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 right. So it took that was three or four months, which isn't a ton of time, right. But well, then we have to put the store together, and then we have to put fixtures together, and then we have to order the product, then we have to display the product, then we have to open the doors at some point, right? And then comes the marketing. And so this idea that just because it's the internet, in 10 weeks, you're going to be ranking in the money? Ranking in? That doesn't even make sense, but <laughs> that's what I get for recording. Raking for the love. <sighs> Note to self, don't record at night. Okay. But do you see what I'm saying? It's like, I feel both both sides of that, that it's frustrating, you've spent time, energy, money, you're tired, you didn't want to, you know, you didn't start your business because you want to put together a bunch of software platforms to get them to work just so you can sell a freaking $20 ebook, right? Like, I get it. At the same time, whose responsibility is that? It is not the responsibility of the course creator, the product creator, the mentor, that you have done your due diligence. Okay, here's the other story. And again, I'm gonna have to kind of paraphrase here. There was a guy, well, you know what, just bear with me, because I think this conversation was today. And this is why I decided um, I wanted to have this conversation with you. Okay, okay, here we go. Perfect. And where did she I don't know where this was. Okay, but I'm just going to read you. This was from another Facebook group. Is making money online a real possibility? Starting last April, I decided to get into online marketing and e-commerce. I tried a few websites selling various items and never converted a thing. My current website has made one sale and netted $3. 
I've spent over 1000 on domains, training gurus, backlinks, hosting, AdWords, Facebook, Facebook advertising, etc. It seems like the only people that really make money online are people selling ways to make money online. I need all caps to get out of the rat race. This job crap is not sustainable. My doc says I'm fine, but on a daily basis, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack from the stress of working for peanuts. I just turned 40 and I'm starting to panic because there's no way I can do this for another 25 years. (sighs) Like I feel this pain again. I really do. But first of all, I tried a few websites selling various items and never converted a thing. Well, let's start with a website because you're not going to sell anything without traffic. You're either going to pay for it in terms of spending paid traffic, or you're going to pay for it with time with content, right? But nowhere in any of these things that this person is talking about does he say he's solving a problem for anybody. Now, a few months back when I started talking to you guys about CPA marketing, cost per acquisition, right? Here's the deal. Those people are not necessarily, they're just, they're selling products. It's like, um, and you're getting paid per action, or it's kind of like affiliate marketing, but you're not necessarily building a brand around what you're doing. But the people who have whose products and stuff you're you're selling or offering or whatever are solving a problem for somebody else, right? So, first of all, a thousand dollars on domains, training gurus, backlinks, hosting AdWords, Facebook is nothing. Like, and I'm not knocking that that may have been an investment for him. And I'm not saying that I have a thousand bucks to go just throw away. That's not my point. But again, the scrapbook store in 1998, you guys, where we were selling 10 cent pieces of paper and stickers, um, the rent was, I don't know, three grand a month. Okay. And little small area. Um, So the nut to cover was just three grand, let alone if we took, you know, took anything home and then buying inventory, right? So you think about that. So $1,000 in seven months is a little over $100 a month. Um, so you, you start looking at this and you don't try a few, th- you don't try something and run away from it and try something. And I'm not saying he ran away, but you don't try it and then jump, try, jump, try, jump, try. Like you have to build an audience. I talked to you guys, I don't know, a couple weeks ago when I, when I shared that uh, John and I are, <laughs> that we changed the name of Freedom Papers for various reasons. Uh, but we had launched the Freedom Papers, right? We're going to do a physical newsletter. Letter. Hello. Nobody bought it. Well, hi. We didn't build a minimum viable audience. We both know this. Excuse me. I don't know why I'm all hiccupy. <laughs> we both know how to do this. I think we we looked at it and we thought we would leverage our current audience because the content is relevant. But the thing is, people need to learn to trust us as a team, and we need to provide value first. So we said, okay, we step back, we've done the rebranding, it's relaunching next week. And we're not launching any sort of course or newsletter or anything till we've got a relationship with our audience. We will be selling F the Hustle merchandise, <laughs> the t-shirts and mugs. I had a really cool new design done. But you know, so that's going to happen. But beyond that, we thought, we can't just expect people to buy from us without having putting anything in. And so, you know, this rant is really not about whether or not people are are doing the work, right? But just because, you know, you buy a course, you hire a mentor, you purchase a domain name, create a website or have it created, or any other number of things that people do when they venture into this online space, 
What makes someone think that they can do these things? And then they expect everything to go perfect. You know, it's weird. I was reading this book because I'm always reading like 82 books. Um, and okay, that was a smidge of an exaggeration. I read a lot though, but I'm reading this book and it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, but it needs spelled it out. And you know, it's funny, you guys, <laughs> that's a total side note. The F word doesn't bother me. Clearly, I, well, I don't use it here. Once in a blue moon, I'll say it on the other show with John. I, I drop it in my personal life, but really, like, I get the point of the book, but like, I don't want to read. I just don't want to read it every other sentence. So I'm going to tell you, it's it's a good book, but the point that he was making is, when did we become so obsessed with not being able to have problems or challenges or frustrations, right? Like, like we just think, well, I didn't have a great day today. Therefore, this isn't working. Instead of, well, this is life. It's ebb and flows. Things are going to work. Things are not going to work. We're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have good clients. We're going to have bad clients. Whatever. It's just life, you guys. Like, when did we become so, well, I'll tell you when we became so. It's social media, right? Like, this idea um, <laughs> that that our lives are supposed to look and be the way we they seem to be online is, is crazy. And, you know, I'll never forget um, when I was in that uh, Empire Mastermind. Amazing group of people. I had some crazy adventures. But, you know, it's very easy to start wondering what you're doing wrong when you're not making six figures a month and you have people around you all the time making six figures a month. Here's the thing that you're not privy to. And I'll never forget, it was like it was a game changer for me when my mentors said, oh yeah, that they had done this, uh, they had done a webinar with their mentor. And all these people were in this like high ticket space, right? And they and I had actually listened to the webinar. I forget where I was going. I was in the car though, but I'm like, I'm gonna or I listened to the recording. And it was kind of random. <laughs> like, I think their mentor just thought he had a name and he could just sell anything. Not the case. Because it was for a uh, private, like, $10,000 weekend or something. Not one person bought, not one person inquired. I was like, that's good to know. Because here I'm thinking everything you guys touch turns to gold. And it's kind of annoying. Or to hear that, yeah, they had plenty of trolls and snarky people, you know, leaving comments on their ads and stuff, or to hear, oh, yeah, we made six figures last month, but we also spent a high five on ads, right? High five figures. So it's those things that we don't hear about. And so when we take these things at face value, it's like, huh, that was a weird direction. I took that in because I have one more quick story for you. And that was uh, someone else who, (laughs) and let me tell you this story, my ego is fighting me tooth and nail because I still haven't responded the final response. But um, I have this, I, I don't know, it's, it's an outsourcing company. And I've got developers and designers. And um, I've had somebody that's been using the team. That's what we call them, right? The WP team. And at one point, I was pushing this, you guys, I was growing it. I really, you know, I've got a few people and they're still using it. I mean, if you ever wanted to reach out, if, and if there's space, cool. If not, I think it's something I'm probably going to phase out next year. Either way, uh, what it is, and it's a retainer. So they buy a block of time for design and development work, development work for X amount of dollars for X amount of hours, right? I pay for teamwork, I pay for the salaries, and these are all my team that I've sourced and worked with and found, right? 
So this person started working with uh, the lead developer, I don't know, probably four years ago. Well, the prices have gone up. I've, it's a business, all this kind of stuff, right? So then didn't, like we were raising prices and she didn't want to pay it. And we were like, well, that's okay. Best of luck to you. You can go elsewhere. Um, then we said, look, well, you can go back to this. This is what you're paying for development. And then you can buy the design hours as needed. Okay. So that was fine. So then I get an email a week and a half, two weeks ago, um, that, you know, they're not using all the hours that, you know, they have less business now. They can't really do the retainer anymore. And could they go to hourly? And I was like, well, because I've known this person and had a relationship and I really am hoping I didn't share this. Did I share this with you guys too? I hope not. Anyways, um, there was an updated story though. So bear with me, but, uh, and so I was, you just said, you know, could it be possible to go to the hourly? And so I was kind of thinking about it. And then, um, I get this follow up email that says, you know, okay, did you think about my request and wanting a credit for the rest of the year or whatever? And I started thinking about it. And then I get another email that says, you know, food for thought, this is what I've paid for. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, I don't know you shit. <laughs> because <laughs> I started thinking, now let's see, I haven't been to the gym in a month. Do you think they'll give me the next 30 days free? Oh, wait, let's, let's try. I know. Um, Click funnels. I haven't created any new pages. Hey, can you give me a month free? Since I chose not to use the product that I agreed to pay for. And I started thinking about this. And I was like, you know, I've been on both sides of that coin to you guys where I've paid for something that I didn't use. Whose responsibility is that? Mine. Nobody else's. So in the case of this individual, same thing. Like, it's not my responsibility. You chose to pay for something you weren't using. At this point, do you think that I'm hosting all of these projects for free that I pay for? It was just like, sweet pea, there's a reason you don't have business. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was really snarky. But in the irony, of course, is this person is in sort of the spiritual space. And I'm like, how on earth? Because then the response was, wow, I'm surprised you didn't think it was fair. And I'm like, well, I'm surprised that you thought it was my responsibility. I didn't resp- I haven't even responded yet, you guys. Like my ego really wants to respond with something. And then there's this other side of me that's like, you don't know an explanation. Say okay. And then there's another part of me that's like, I think it's probably best if you find your own developers at this point. And say you've got two weeks to get your shit out. <laughs> but then am I being me? I don't know. So my point is I'm like, where are all these people who like, don't say, this is the condition of my life. These are the choices I've made. And it's not about blame, shame, right or wrong. But it's your business. It's your responsibility. If something's not working, it's up to you. And guess what? An online business takes work. It takes investment. It takes time. It takes building. It takes providing value and connecting and grow. Like, oh, goodness. I'm a smidge ranty, right? But every single time you blame someone or something else because you're not where you want to be, you're going to prolong the life you really want. It's it, it's going to be further away. It was kind of like that, that guy about, I need to get out of the rat race. Well, you're not going to build anything of value when the only reason you're doing it is to get out of where you are. You know, you don't, like, again, I, I think I've said this on the show a handful of times. It was a Mother Teresa quote, which she was asked to march against the war in Vietnam. 
And she said, if you have a march for peace, I'll participate. But she wasn't going to march against something. And some people might think it's semantics, you guys, same thing, right? So with your business, with anything you're doing, ask yourself better questions. You know, like I think as the internet matures, because I do think like this backlash of people tired of the word hustle, and it's just not me, um, you know, or <laughs> I've seen a handful of spoofs lately. One of them was on Gary Vee. It was hysterical. Uh, this other guy, I can't remember his name. He's in the UK. But people are saying, stop thinking that what you see online is fact, or that what you see online is the way someone's whole life it like just stop oh right so i think as all of this starts maturing right like i know the internet's not new you guys but social media hmm, it's still relatively young i think we're seeing a shift in this you know people are starting to get especially because there's more competition and that you know what's required to get in and what's required to build things has all shifted. All of these things are changing. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see because a lot of the models that worked a year ago are not going to work today, you know, and, and next year, all those things. So you have to be in this for the long haul. You have to be willing to build the foundation. And if you're doing it just to replace an income, personally, I don't think it's ever going to work. Do it because you want to create something. You want to provide value. You want to, you know, put your mark on the world because you want to connect with people. You know, like (laughs) my whole simplification mission has been, I want to create cool stuff. I want to connect with great people and I want to go to great places. Like that's it. Like create. And that includes writing and podcasting or video, whatever. Like I just, I want to create stuff (laughs) and not just general stuff, but you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's a good life. And, and so you have to step back and get perspective. And whatever that looks like for you, I just, you know, it was very empowering for me when I learned to say that the conditions of my life are completely my responsibility. And I'm, you guys, I'm not talking about like if somebody gets sick or I lost my husband, was that my fault? And fault is different, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, no, but everything else I've done since then. Um, and before then, it's my responsibility. I can choose. I'm going to I'm gonna start going 12 ways sideways. You guys get my point. Anyways, that's it today. So here's where we're at. I'm going to be giving you an update on my platform dilemma uh, and where I choose to land. Kind of having a feeling it might be Kajabi. So that would be insert foot in mouth after I have so publicly claimed that. <laughs> I'm not going to be using it, but I'm sharing the process. So that's the other thing. And I promise this is my last little side note is I've had a a lot of conversations lately about content because I'm so obsessed with it these days and truly sharing your journey, right? So me just, this is all stuff I'm going through in my business. Anyways, this is stuff I'm looking at. This is stuff I'm thinking about. And so share it. Other people have done it. And look at the conversations and the dialogue that have come from me putting it out there. One, the emails that have come back to the company reaching out to me. So you just, you never know, you guys. Don't worry. Like, if you wait until you've got the strategy, the plan, the perfect, you just, you just need to start doing it. And I am not screaming at you to do the effing work. Simple, small, consistent actions make all the difference in the world. And on that note... I am going to sign off for the night. You guys are fabulous. I hope this has not been too crazy. I hope the metal break story was not, um, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I hope that didn't go too sideways. But I love you tons. As always, thanks for listening. And if you haven't, I would love a review on iTunes. Uh, you guys are the best. So thanks. And I will catch you in two weeks. Stay tuned next week. For Rebecca Gill, we are jumping into SEO. Yep, Rebecca Gill. That was another poppy pee. I'm sorry. Uh, Rebecca Gill from Web Savvy Marketing is going to be on the show. I'm super excited to share with you. 